Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of maker moms and the life they lead. Each week I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new maker mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at makermompodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Maker Mom podcast. Today's guest is Ashley with She's the Carpenter on Instagram. Uh, In today's episode, we will talk about how she got started in woodworking um, and how she continues to grow her amazing business and her skill set. But before we get to that, I have an exciting announcement. There is now a Maker Mom podcast Patreon page. Uh, so if you want to go to patreon.com forward slash maker mom podcast and check that out, there's several different uh, tier levels with their own rewards available. But for certain, when you join as a patron, uh, when you join the maker mom tribe, each week I will announce, give a little shout out to those who have uh, joined over the last week. So if you want to go ahead and check that out, join the tribe officially. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash maker mom podcast. All right, I will let you get to this week's episode. Ashley, thanks for agreeing to be on the show today. And talk with Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, why don't we go ahead and start with why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, so my name is Ashley Quintero. I am uh, 28. I am a stay-at-home mom and a military wife. Uh, my husband's been in the Marine Corps for 16 years, and we have been very fortunate to um, currently live in where we both grew up. So um, I stay at home with my four-year-old, and I have a workshop in my backyard, and I build furniture. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, how many kids do you guys have? We have two. We have a six and a four-year-old, both boys. So they lots of wrestling, lots of fighting, but, <laughs> you know, we get used to it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk just a little bit about um, your childhood. What kind of, was there anything in your childhood that maybe helped bring out your creative side? You know, I don't, I don't think necessarily maybe my creative side, um, my father, um, primarily raised me and my older sister and older brother. And, um, I think that he kind of led me to the path that I'm on today because, um, he's always had, um, his own businesses. He's always been an entrepreneur and, I wouldn't say I ever saw myself owning my own business, but it's definitely something that I fell into because of him seeing that growing up, um, you know, over the summers and over school breaks, I would go to his, his businesses. He's a, um, auto mechanic, so he just has his own shops and I would go and answer phones and, um, just help him down at the shops as early as I would say 12. 
So, you know, having that, seeing that growing up definitely um, probably instilled that entrepreneurship in me. But um, as far as being creative, gosh, as creative as I got before woodworking, I would just say is like in the kitchen, you know, this woodworking kind of just fell into my lap. So I don't, um, I don't know where it came from. <laughs> okay. Well, so with the woodworking, how long have you been doing that? Um, so December, um, this month is two years. Um, you know, I, again, kind of fell into it. My husband and I were looking for, um, I call it our dream home. We love our home. We, our poor realtor looked at probably a hundred different houses with us. And we finally found this one and my husband put up this big old patio in the back and he said, go get a patio table or something. And at this point, I'm not even joking you. I've never, I would say I'd never picked up a hammer. Like he wouldn't even let me hang pictures in our house, <laughs> but I couldn't, um, I couldn't find anything that I loved. And I, I, I said, you know what, these tables are so expensive. I don't, I don't want to pay all this money for a patio table that I might not be in love with. So I drug them to Lowe's and we, you know, looked at Pinterest and I found plans and, you know, built my first patio table. So was that a little nerve wracking at all to make that decision or take that leap to be like, go from consumer to maker? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, just the initial investment, you know, as far as like, okay, well, what do we need just to even build a table? And I was like, okay, well, we need this, but maybe if we like this woodworking thing and I say we, and I mean me, he doesn't do woodworking. Um, you know, maybe I, I can do a coffee table later or, you know, something different since we do have, or we did have this new house. Um, so it was definitely nerve wracking, especially because I think that first table probably took me two weeks to complete. Um, and I laughed now that I look back at it because I watched so many YouTube videos on, you know, how pocket holes worked and <laughs> just the basics of it. And I would FaceTime him in like tears, like I'm messing up everything, but you know, it came out came out pretty, pretty well. And I posted that just to like my family and friends on, I think Facebook. And I was surprised I got such good feedback. So yeah, I was nerve wracking, but um, surprisingly went well, I would call it well. <laughs> so what was the first like power tool then that you had to use like for that project? Oh gosh, it was a, I don't even know what brand it was now, but it was a little itty baby miter saw that um I mean it, it it didn't have any sliding action I think it cut two by fours that was about it um but I made it work and you know I he luckily had a circular saw that helped me with the bigger boards but man I look back at it now and I'm like how did I how did I do that but you know you make it work when you want to learn and you don't have you know all the you don't want to jump in and buy everything until you know that you love it but yeah, I would say, I would say this little itty bitty miter saw, that was it. Was, uh, was the tool itself intimidating at all to use? A little bit. I mean, you know, you, you start using, and I think with any tool, um, I was actually just talking about this, I think last week, um, because I think every time you use 
a tool for the first time, first couple of times, really, it's nerve wracking. Like, um, I think maybe six months into woodworking, I finally got a table saw and I would turn that on and my heart would race because I was so scared. I mean, now I, I, you know, I'm more comfortable and I've moved on to like a little bit of a better table saw, but, um, yeah, it was definitely, definitely nerve wracking to work with any power tool for the first time. What would you say is like your favorite tool to work with? Oh gosh, my favorite. I don't know. They all serve just like different, you know, unique purposes. So it depends on what, it depends on what I'm doing. I will say that I just got, um, a new jigsaw from Cobalt's and I do a lot of my, um, so I do a lot of sliding cabinet doors and, um, initially I, I made all of the rollers for the doors, um, instead of buying them just to save on cost, especially when I was building stuff for myself. Um, if a client wants a, um, store-bought roller, I'll do that, but I typically make my own hardware. I make the tracks that the doors slide on. So that jigsaw is, I had, um, I had one that, man, it just would not cut straight. It, for some reason, it wouldn't lock into place. So, I mean, getting that new one a couple weeks ago was like, I cut it. I cut like a steel flat bar and I was just like night and day. I'm like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be easy like this, you know, to cut something so simple. So that was, it's right now I'm just like, it's like night and day. So I love that right now, but there's a lot of different tools that I've been exploring and um, just really excited to learn about. That's really cool about making your own hardware. Um, and it's all, I'm assuming all metal hardware for the sliding doors. Um, how'd you get into figuring that all out? Um, so I think with what a lot of, uh, beginner DIYers do, you know, you look at Pinterest and, you find the Shanty to Chic or the Anna White plans. And um, I will say that I, over time, I've modified my own hardware. I think uh, a lot of my projects, a lot of my plans, especially the hardware, um, I learned the basics and I think I find what works best for my projects. So I'll use different, um, different materials and build them differently. But you, I think I've learned the foundation from you know, those builders. That's, that's really cool. Um, I will say I've not ventured into any kind of metal working, um, mainly just woodworking. So I highly regard those who jump into the metal working type stuff um, uh, as part of, as a compliment to the woodworking. Um, so at what point or I guess maybe just explain a little bit about how you went from, you know, making your own patio table to turning this into a business. So I had made that patio table and I posted it just saying, you know, just to my family and friends, uh, look what I made. I, you know, obviously I talked about us buying the house to our family and friends and we, um, I had posted that and I had a girl from high school message me and she said, Hey, I love your table. Do you think that you could do like a coffee table? And I said, yeah, I think I can. Let me see if I could find like figure out how to build it. And, you know, I started researching and I'm like, 
well, I don't even know how big a coffee table is supposed to be. <laughs> so I definitely did some research and she was very, I think I'm very lucky that I had such a great first customer and she was understanding because she ended up ordering, gosh, probably four or five different pieces. Um, so she really got me going with it. But um, that's kind of how it started. You know, I, she ordered a coffee table and she really kind of gave me free reign on it. And she said, I just want it about this big, about this style. And that really helps me learn like how to do the basics of building. So I just kind of branched off from that. I, you know, started with her and then, and then I, I kind of, you know, found a knack for it and I started posting um, like on the marketplace and social media saying, you know, just simple things, blanket ladders. And the more people ask, well, do you think you could do this or that? And yeah, there were so many times I'm like, yeah, gosh, I would love to learn how to do that. And, um, you know, I look back at the projects that people asked me to do from the beginning and they're so intimidating and there's still projects that are really intimidating, but that's how you learn. It is how you learn. Um, so is there anything you've ever outright said, no, I can't do to? Oh, hmm. Uh, I would say I try not to say no um, because I know that's how I learn. If I do say no, it is because uh, I tend to say no more to like um, client build-ins. And that is something that I want to learn to do. But I know that being a stay-at-home mom and having um, my current limitations, uh a build-in probably isn't something that I would want to venture on until I can physically be in the location, you know, to build in. <laughs> um, because I, if I do it, I want to do it right. And, you know, I, I want to have success with it. So um, I've, I've been asked a couple of times um, to do that, but it's just not something that I think I have the ability to do right now. Okay. So um, kind of, get back to the the stay-at-home mom piece with the maker piece um so you said you started two years ago so your kids would have been four and two when you got started yeah That's pretty hectic ages <laughs> um, yes to be dealing with for sure so what what is your like making schedule look like um <laughs> when you've got the the kiddos with you um, so you said four and two when I started, so I would do from the beginning, I would work when they, I think a lot of moms do this when they sleep. Nap time is like nap time hustle. And I know that there's like the little logos and shirts because it's so true. I mean, I can't, especially with them being so young, I can't go out there and run power tools and, um, you know, have, have any type of distraction when you're doing something like that. Um, you know, just potential hazard for the both of us. So nap time, I would get up early in the morning and my poor neighbors, they've, they're so supportive, but they've never complained. <laughs> um, but yeah, I try to be, I try to do a lot of my prep work um, and get ready for like the next morning. So I would work, if my husband was home, I would work um, and just prep all of my cuts. So the next morning I could wake up early and do something quiet, you know, like uh, drill pocket holes so I can start assembling. You know, I don't have to run my saws or my sanders and wake up the whole neighborhood. So that's how 
that's how I initially um, started. And I think over the past two years, I've kind of evolved. Um, you know, we're really fortunate that our backyard is so big and we built a workshop just this past um, few months ago. And I intentionally told my husband that, you know, we need to have the way that it's positioned. We need to have like these big sliding doors. So the opening that I can see is, oh gosh, it's like eight to 10 feet of opening. And if I'm doing something that doesn't require power tools, like if I'm just sitting there assembling something, putting it together or standing or um, something, you know, not using the table saw, my son is usually um, like on his playground and I can see him, he comes out there with me. But like, if it's something with power tools, I just wait until, you know, I can have proper supervision because I don't know, that's not something that I ever want to want to risk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of our other maker moms that, um, I talked with before she, when she built her shop, she put a, um, clubhouse in it for her kiddos so they could be up in a loft while she was, uh, cutting oh. or whatever down below. So I thought that was pretty cool, but, um, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so since you kind of talked about, you know, your um, son coming out with you when you're not running power equipment, which I totally understand, um, how much do they um, kind of interact with you as far as making and understanding all the cool stuff that you make? You know, I think, I think that they have a pretty good understanding, especially my six-year-old. Um, he has a little bit more of an understanding. Um, you know, I asked him a couple of weeks ago, I said, do you know what mommy does? And he said, you build furniture. And I said, yeah, I do. And it's, it's funny because they said something like they, they wanted something and they said, well, you can just build it, mom. And I was like, that just doesn't work like that, but I can, but you know, it's like one of those things where they just take advantage of it. Like, you know, oh, we want a new outside table. Can't you just build it, mom? I'm like, I can, but <laughs> it takes me time. So they, um, it's, I was doing, uh, these little giveaway, not giveaway, but what would they call them? I wanted my sons to kind of understand like the holiday spirit a little bit more. And a few weeks ago, I would say a couple days before Thanksgiving, we were, um, leaving the grocery store and I got in the car and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I, I already feel like the holiday tension. People were like, you know, pushing and shoving for potatoes or, or it, it was just already stressful. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't want my kids to feel that stress. Cause I could feel it. Like I was getting stressed too. So that day, like we went home and I cut all these little scrap pieces up and my six year old helped me sit there and we spray painted the pieces and we made, um, Christmas tree ornaments and we made a good handful of them. And I said, you know, when we go out and we go shopping or anything like that, I want you to give them, you know, you pick, you pick, and then, you know, I'll help you give it to them. But we just want to like give out these ornaments. So I think that, you know, they, that's probably the extent of them getting in there, like the help me pain or, you know, but I like that they're kind of, you know, trying to understand like what I'm doing. And Yeah, I think um, that it's super cool when our kids kind of not only understand, but maybe take an interest in what we're doing. Um, though that is kind of <laughs> definitely made me chuckle when you said, can't you just build that mom? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, my my five year old has said something similar to that. Or um, it's really cute. He'll meet and make a new friend. You know how kids can do that in like thirty seconds with each other. Um, mm-hmm. But he'll be like, "Oh yeah, my mom can make that for you," or or something like that when they're talking about stuff that they want. Um, so I find that funny. But um, yeah. So what would you say is your favorite part about making? Uh, there's a couple. I mean, probably the first thing that pops up to my into my head is getting the customer photos. Um, when it's like in their home with their TV or their decor on it. And they're just like, I love it so much. Thank you. So that is definitely something that's rewarding. Um, yeah, that's probably the most rewarding, you know, I, I think the, the whole process between, um, introductions and figuring out like what the person wants, that's fun too, because, um, I find that a lot of people, you know, they'll see something on like my work or my sites. And they'll say, oh my gosh, I love that so much. I want that. And I try not to push it too much, but I, I also tell them, you know, you know, I love that you love that. But if you do want it a little bit different or like if a different color or a different style would suit your home better, I can do that. Um, so I find that a lot of people are like, oh, you can like, well, my color is a little bit different for my house. So if you can do that, that'd be great. Or, you know, I'll throw different ideas in there and it's, it's really exciting when a customer is like, you know, just completely open to having a different design or something. And um, that's exciting to me. I'll even offer sometimes specials like, hey, if you let me do this design or these colors, I'll give you a discount because I really want to do it. Um, but yeah, that's probably just as exciting as getting the customer pictures. So is, is your business primarily then... Um customer order based like the order comes first versus maybe you designing and building something and and selling that as your own design um you know I have found and I have so over the past two years of having my business I have tried um working that in different ways like I I would love to just build something and then say hey this is for sale but in my experience, I have found that people are more willing to um, getting custom furniture when it's custom made for them, you know. Um, and I, I can completely see that from a consumer point of view, where is if I didn't know woodworking, I didn't know building. And I was like, you know what, I need a new entertainment center. Um, and then I saw one online or something from a builder. That'd be nice if I liked the one that they had. But if they said, you know, if you want it different, you can order it differently. I would probably order it differently. So a lot of, a lot of it's just order based. Okay. All right. Do you do any of your designs? Like, do you sketch them or model them up beforehand? <laughs> I am. It's, it's funny because I'm in the process of, um, getting plans together for my most asked items. Um, one of them being the sliding door console. Um, you know, I mentioned that I learned my building from other plans, but throughout the two years that I've done my building, I have modified, I've done them differently, different materials, different sizes. So, um, I build my entertainment centers, my most popular item for the way that works for me. And I am in the process of, um, 
doing SketchUp, which I don't know if my computer just doesn't like it or <laughs> if I just need to have a little bit more patience, but um, I am in the process of doing that. Um, it's funny though, if there is like an absolute necessity, necessity where a customer's like, well, I want it like this, but you know, add this, but take away this and it needs to be sketched out. I'll warn them. I'm like, you know, I think I know what you're saying. I'm going to draw it out, but don't laugh at it because I can't draw. <laughs> um, but so that is like my go-to version for right now, but I would love to, that is absolutely something that is on my list for 2019, early 2019 is just to like get a good system for like plans. So it sounds like then you're going to be maybe venturing into the uh, content creation world a bit if you're making up plans. Um, I'm assuming the intent would be to sell those. Um, you know, I actually, I don't feel the need to sell the plans. Like I am happy to share them. You know, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I don't, even you saying that right now, I'm like, no, I don't really want to sell them. <laughs> you know, I just, I love sharing it with people. Um, uh, and I don't know, that's just not a priority. It's just to sell them. Yeah. Well, that's great but too, though, as far to, as, to share. Yeah, as far as content creation, yes. I, um, I get asked probably at least, at least daily when my website will be ready. And um, I'm learning that it is, just to get like, you know, a solid few projects on there. I would love to have four or five of my most asked projects on a website and then say, Hey, I have my website up. Um, I'm learning that just getting that core chunk done, um, takes more than I thought, but I know that as soon as that website is up and I have like the most popular items on there, if I build something new, I can add it, you know, it'll, it won't be as like time consuming or stressful. So, um, I just gotta get through that through the initial initial posting of the website and all the the hard work but i'm i'm excited to do it and i and i well very soon <laughs> yeah some of that the other stuff like you said like the website or even the social media stuff that can be more time consuming than than i think people realize some yeah. i spend more time doing that stuff than i do necessarily actually building and working in the shop wow yeah. <laughs> see, even, even you saying that right now, I'm like, yeah, I, I can, I can completely see that now, you know, just sitting down and going through the projects and making sure I take pictures so people can see, cause I'm a visual learner. Um, you know, I can have plans in front of me, which I'll, I can usually learn from, but if I have video or pictures, that is best way to learn in my, in my experience. Absolutely. I would 100% agree with that. Um, all right. So what would you say is your favorite part about being a mom? Everything. <laughs> no, <laughs> not really everything. Like I mentioned, my little one got me up at 3.30 this morning. He never does that. But for some reason, he just got up and started walking around. And he came and he laid down next to me and he just like was being so cute and cuddly. And it's just like one of those things you can't even be mad, you know? So moments like that, and I know it's like, everybody says it, time goes by so fast, but it does like, you know, six and four, like, I feel like, where did time go? Um, so I try to, especially, you know, running my business from my home, I try to remember that, like, to take 
moments just to be with them. But at the same time, I feel so fortunate that, um, you know, because before I started my woodworking business, I worked at a hospital and my hours were, oh gosh, I had to be, I had to be there by 630. So, I mean, I was, I know I was missing out on so much. So just the ability to like be home with them, um, I know is just like such a blessing. So just, just being home with them and learning, like seeing them learn and see things as opposed to like um, having them in a daycare, which I know a lot of people have to do, but I, that's what makes me feel so fortunate. Um, so I definitely do not take that for granted. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's definitely a, a mix out there for maker moms, especially some that, um, have to work, uh, from home. And then, you know, some that, some that work from home and some that have to have a day job. Um, so there's a good mix out there. Uh, so when you did, did you leave the hospital position before you started the word working or was there a bit of overlap there? I quit almost immediately when I got my first <laughs> order. I mean, you know, that, that I was just saying the hours were so, you know, hospital hours are not nine to five usually. <laughs> so it was very, um, it was very hard to do regardless. And then, you know, daycare was, you know, so expensive. It always is. But so as soon as like I got a couple orders, I was like, well, this might outweigh you know, having a couple orders a month might outweigh having to pay for daycare. So I, I quit almost immediately. Yeah, I would, I would agree that uh, daycare is super, super expensive. Um, yeah. uh, so, but that's great that you were able to, you know, make that decision and, um, it, you know, and you're continuing to build your business. So it obviously worked out well. Uh, in the end. Um, all right. Well, what would you say, or possibly have you had any big challenges, uh, that you faced being a female, uh, woodworker in a traditionally male dominated field? Um, yes. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say, I, I don't, I wouldn't call them necessarily like huge challenges, but, um, I've definitely gotten used to, uh, the looks or the remarks, especially when I go and get materials. Um, or are you getting that for your husband or you build that you need that? Like, yeah, I do this every day. <laughs> like I'm here every day. Um, so I've definitely gotten used to that. Um, I, I kind of just make out it. I don't get offended. I make a joke out of it. It doesn't bother me. Um, I've had customers that I spoke to over my business page for um, months, you know, between placing the order and going through the process. And then I've had them come and pick up the item from my home. And I had one customer, uh, it has happened a few times that this one customer just came and he sh shook my hand and he said, Hey, you know, it's nice to meet you. So uh, is he here? And I said, who? And he said, your husband. And I said, yes why <laughs> and he said well didn't he build this and I said no I did <laughs> so that's that's happened quite a few times or you know I'll, I'll meet a customer in person to go over what they want and if my husband's with me they'll shake my hand and 
it's funny because my husband will be like, no, 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 she's the carpenter. And that's kind of why I did my Instagram handle the way it is because, you know, he'll all, he was always saying she's the carpenter, not me. So that's why I named my page that. That's, that's perfect <laughs> to name your page that. Um, uh, yeah, I think I definitely don't think you're alone there. There's other uh, female makers who have talked about like if they do kind of like the craft show type events and if their husbands go with them that people will automatically start talking to the husband about, you know, what's there in the booth instead of um, instead of the actual maker. So I don't, I don't think you're alone there. Um, what do you hope that your uh, kids pick up from watching you be a maker and run your own business? I would hope that they just find like their own creativity and like independence with it. Um, you know, I think between myself and my husband, uh, he's a very independent, very um, motivating person himself. So I think between the two of us, I hope that they find their own um, creativity side and, you know, maybe even have their own businesses one day and find what makes them happy doing that. Awesome. Uh, and I really liked uh, how you talked about the idea of making those ornaments too, to hand out when you guys are out and about. That's a really good idea. And I think that that is one way of helping kind of instill those values too. Um, not just about giving for uh, the season, but also just the values of making something on your own yeah. and, um, and learning how to do all of that. So what would you say, or do you have words of wisdom you would offer up to uh, women who want to start making? And maybe be a little bit hesitant about that. Um, <clears throat> you know, I get messages pretty often about, <clears throat> you know, how did you get into this? I love your work, your inspiration, and I'm just flat out honest with those people. They're like, they'll ask me how to, how to, what did you do to start? And I'm just like, just start. You know, if there's something that you see on. And I keep going back to this because I love it, but Pinterest, <laughs> if you see something on Pinterest or on a different page uh, that you like, you know, and you can get the plans or understand the concept of it, it might be frustrating for you initially. It's, you know, if somebody doesn't, if somebody starts woodworking and they don't have any issues, then <laughs> they were born to do it. But, you know, there's always going to be bumps in the road. Everybody has to learn a certain way. You know, um, I'm always, I'm always learning as far as woodworking. I'm always trying to do different projects. I just did, oh, I just did a cutting board this past week and I had more, I was like, it's a cutting board. It's not going to be that hard, but you know, I tried doing something out of my comfort zone and I learned from it. So that's what I try to tell people and women when they message me, like, you know, just because you know, I have these projects that I've done over and over again. It's I practice. So do something. If you love it, if you have a knack for it, keep doing it. And then also just keep learning. I think that's really a uh, great advice. And um, 
I would second all of that, right? It's if you, if you think you have an interest in it or have a project in mind, just get started with it. And if you make a mistake, that's, that's how you learn. So, um, yes. yeah. Okay. Well, that is all the questions I have, Ashley. Um, so thank you so much for taking the oh, time yeah, to talk you for having today. me. Yeah. Uh, real quick. How can people find you um, on social media? What platforms are you on for them to follow you? Um, so Instagram is at She's the Carpenter. Um, and then my Facebook business page is Quintero Custom Furniture. Okay. And a website is coming, right? That's what, <laughs> that's what you said. website is coming. <laughs> I'm working on it. It is high, high, high on my to-do list. Awesome. Okay. Well, great. Uh, thank you so much. No, thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Yeah. What a great episode with Ashley from She's the Carpenter. I really enjoyed learning about how one patio table started her entire journey of woodworking and really launched her her new career with her new business. And I think it was incredibly brave of her to take that full leap once she got that first real order and quit the day job hustle and jump, you know, both feet in to this new career. That's amazing. Uh, again, I just want to throw up a reminder about the new Patreon page. Uh, I would really enjoy uh, seeing you guys join the Maker Mom tribe. So again, check out patreon.com forward slash Maker Mom podcast. And even though next week we start off with Christmas, I will still see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know.